0: And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with my wife, Catrice. Good morning. Uh, With Touch of God, and it's great to have you here today. And You may recall from last week's program, we began to talk about the topic of forgiveness and the importance of forgiving others, no matter what they've done to us. We have to forgive them, for the Lord will also be able to forgive us if we do that. This week, we're going to continue, because we know this is a very important topic, So this is Forgiveness Part 2 this week. Amen. And so over to you, Catrice.
1: We started this series on forgiveness because it's just very, very important. We're living in times where there needs to be forgiveness. Our heart posture needs to be corrected. And so this week we're going to examine the heart posture of forgiveness because so many, the response is why should I forgive? That person doesn't deserve forgiveness. Or I'll say that I forgive them, but I'm going to ignore them, treat them mean and do everything else, you know, as long as I just spoke with my mouth that I forgave. And we have to remember the nature and the characteristics of God is so important here. It, it just takes precedence of everything that we we like to use a word we like to use a definition to proclaim forgiveness but what is what is actually in forgiveness what's behind the scenes it's like buying food from the grocery store that has the name healthy on it but when you read the ingredients the substance of what it is the substance of what it's is made up of sometimes in some cases it's anything but what the label says It's not healthy. It's filled with all kinds of things that could possibly harm you. And so we don't want to speak things over ourselves and over people when it's not what it's supposed to be. Because remember, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And if we ourselves don't guard our heart and mind in christ and just watch what we say out of the abundance of our heart. we could be speaking unknown curses over even ourselves right because do unto others as we would have done unto ourselves so we're just going to examine a little bit further the heart posture of forgiveness so it says in jeremiah 17 verse 9 we had said this verse the last time we were talking about forgiveness But we're just going to go over this verse one more time. And it says in Jeremiah 17, verse 9 The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly perverse and corrupt and severely mortally sick. Who can know it, perceive, understand, be acquainted with his own heart and mind? So clearly, We cannot follow the heart because it is saying to us in the Bible that the heart is deceitful above all things. So if we are not to follow the heart, what is it we're supposed to follow? I know that it mentions in Romans that we are supposed to live according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. And the heart would be a fleshly thing, right? And so we want to just examine this.
0: Let me just say something, Catrice, because you hit on an important point there. You know if we're not born again jeremiah 17 right there it's talking about those people who are not born again because jeremiah was before the time of christ amen he was prophesying the future and our hearts are indeed sick if we don't know the lord amen we we are more likely to hold a grudge or hold an issue chip on our shoulder as they say if we don't know the lord's heart and we have not received jesus as our lord and savior amen Mm -hmm. and so Our desire to forgive others if we are not born again in the first place will perhaps be less likely than if we are born again because when we are born again God gives us a new heart a new spirit and we have new desires we have the desires that the Lord has over a period of time you find that your heart gets healed just by reading the word by praying to the Lord and spending time in the secret place with Jesus and over time, you will find that you have a desire to start for calling people on the phone and forgiving them, because that is the heart of the Lord. And remember, you take after the nature of the one you serve. And if you're born again, you're now serving the Lord, or we should be, amen, as born-again Christians. So our hearts should no longer be sick if we are born again, because the Lord is doing a work in our hearts, amen?
1: That was so good, Pastor Mark. Um, that's exactly right. What we're speaking here today is if you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior, right? So then by making Jesus your Lord and Savior, we have established a basis, a foundation that we are following as believers in Christ. So if you go with me to Romans chapter 14, verse 17, it says, and this is the Amplified Classic, It says, after all, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes, but instead it is righteousness, that state which makes a person acceptable to God, and heart, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He who serves Christ in this way is acceptable and pleasing to God and is approved by men. So let us then definitely aim for and eagerly pursue what makes for harmony and for mutual upbuilding, edification, and development of one another. So, this is very important. We're talking about the love of Jesus Christ. What is an acceptable form of love when we're in Christ and what that does when we're in Christ and we're following and we're walking as Christ did, it edifies, it upbuilds. It adds to the development of one another. And that's what forgiveness does. We add to the development of one another. And so if we are following Christ and we are following what God says, the first thing that I wanted to examine... It's John 3:16. Everybody knows John 3:16 where it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So God loved us so much that he gave his only son. And we know that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And Jesus was brought here as a solution God loving us so much, right? And God's wish was that we believed in Jesus, as we see in John 3:16, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're wanting everlasting life, then we have to understand that Jesus is the truth, the way and the life, right? So Jesus came here, God's wish was that he sent his son here to die for us, that we in return would follow Jesus. And believe in him so that we could have everlasting life. So within that, it also says in the Bible, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And so that's Jesus saying to his disciples that if you've seen me all this time, you've also seen the father. With forgiveness and the heart posture, if we look at the adulterous woman, the adulterous woman was ready to be stoned. There was a bunch of people around her that deemed her evil, filled with sin, whatever label that they wanted to put on her, but they felt as if they had the right to be the person to stone someone for the sin that they believed that this woman had done. But none of them had searched their own hearts for the, the substance of what was in their own hearts. And so Jesus said, let ye without sin cast the first stone. Who among us is without sin enough to cast a stone at somebody else's sin when we have our own sin? And so by condemning someone else for their sin, we have basically condemned ourselves. We just don't want to not be abiding in Christ and to follow on that line where we're condemning one another for sin that we ourselves have done and have gone through. So we're going to look at Luke 6, verse 37, but love your enemies. So if you're wondering what love is, you can look at first Corinthians 13, verse four to eight, right? When we just examine What is love? What is it that we're looking for when we're talking about love? What is it that is being spoke about? So in this, and this is the first Corinthians 13 that we spoke about. In this, the love of God was made manifest, displayed, where we are concerned in that God sent his son, the only begotten or unique son into the world so that we might live through him. So even right there, before I even go on, the intent of God and the purpose of God was to send his son here so that we might live through him. So by forgiving and doing as Jesus did and walking in his footsteps, we are living through Christ, right? As he is, so are we in this world. So we have to remember we have to be imitators of Christ. Verse 10 in this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for sins. Beloved, if God loved us so very much, we also ought to love one another. No man has at any time yet seen God. But if we love one another, God abides, lives and remains in us and his love That love, which is essentially his, is brought to completion. Maturity to its fullness runs its full course. It is perfected in us. By this we come to know, perceive, recognize, and understand that we abide, live, and remain in him. And he in us, because he has given, imparted to us his Holy Spirit. So we want to take on the nature and the characteristics that Jesus portrayed and Jesus nature and characteristics were literally God's nature and characteristics. So in Luke six, verse 37, I'm going to begin that again. And it says, but love your enemies. And so we we first dissected what is love in first Corinthians 13, verse four to eight. And be kind and do good. So this is a nature and a characteristics. Being kind and being good is a nature and a characteristic of the Lord. Doing favors so that someone derives benefits from them and lend, expecting and hoping for nothing in return, but considering nothing as lost and despairing of no one. And then your recompense, your reward will be great, rich, strong, intense, and abundant. And you will be sons of the most high for he, and that's referring to the Lord, is kind and charitable and good to the ungrateful and the selfish and the wicked. So if we pause right there, we have the nature and the characteristics of God, but we also within discovering the nature and the characteristics of God in Luke 35 to 37 we are seeing that it's not only his nature and characteristics but to be kind turns into a verb it turns into an action so kindness yes there is kindness but to make it into a verb an action you are to be kind and be charitable and to be good to who well, this answers it to the ungrateful, to the selfish, and to the wicked. So I think that that covers a lot. So if you're wondering, who am I supposed to forgive? If you're having trouble forgiving someone who's ungrateful, well, there it is right there. If you're having trouble forgiving someone you think they don't deserve forgiveness because they're selfish, well, there it is. And then if you think, even more than that, and you think that this person is wicked and you're not supposed to love the people who are wicked, remember, while we were still yet sinners, God sent his son while we were still yet sinners. So you have to think about that. What that is referring to is saying, while we were still yet in our sin, which is people who are ungrateful, selfish, wicked, God came and forgave us of our sins so if you're out there and you're struggling with you know even on the other side i don't deserve to be forgiven yes you do because this is why jesus died for those who who felt like weren't deserving and those who deem to be fit to dictate who should be forgiven look at the adulterous woman do you want to be the one who's doing the stoning Or who's being stoned but either way we're dealing with sin and who wants to be stoned for sin when none of us are perfect only Jesus is perfect and so this we're looking at the heart pastor and again we're further examining why is it we need to forgive what is it about the heart posture and so we go back to the Jeremiah 17 that the heart is deceitful above all things so just know we were born into sin And all of us came through sin, but through Jesus Christ, by grace, through faith, we can be saved. And so it comes down to choose this day what you want to do. Do you want to walk like Christ? Are we making decisions that will lead us into being imitators of Christ? Or are we standing on the sidelines just condemning and wanting someone to be stoned so quickly when we've all fallen short? Of God's glory.
0: Amen, Catrice. And we really need to understand God's perspective on this. You know, just like Catrice is saying, if we look at Deuteronomy, it, which is obviously in the Old Testament, chapter 32, verse 35, the Lord here is saying, vengeance is mine and recompense in the time when their foot shall slide for the day of their disaster is at hand and their doom comes speedily. So people that have wronged you, that are not born again and haven't received forgiveness of their sins, the Lord's vengeance is for God to take upon them and not us. And it's not righteous of us to judge and make judgments about how others should be punished. That's for the Lord to decide and its vengeance is his. Now, you may need to forgive someone who's born again. If they have received Jesus in their heart and they confess their sins, then the Lord has already taken vengeance on his son on the cross in their place because they have received Jesus and the blood has washed them clean. They are as white as snow, but you still have to take care of this unforgiveness in your heart for them. So that your heart may become clean, that your heart may be cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and you may be obedient to the Lord's nature and the Lord's will on the matter. So now you may have the desire to forgive someone, especially if you have become born again, you will have the desire of the Lord to let go and forgive other people and to let them know in case they need to know that you forgive them. Amen. They may not even know that you hold a grudge against them. But just in case they do, you should call them or email them or something like that. But you may have that desire to forgive someone, but because you feel in your heart that you want to or that you should, uh, based on some scriptures, based on the conviction of the Holy Spirit, but it might still be a struggle for you to actually let go of the offense that they caused against you. In these cases, and Catrice, you might uh, have some suggestions as well, but the primary one I can think of is that you just simply have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, please help me in forgiving this person. Lord, you know what they did. But Lord, I trust that you will take care of the matter in your day of the judgment. And so his grace is sufficient. Amen. His Holy Spirit, his comforter will help make it easier for you to make that commitment to, to forgive that person. But you will have to decide to release it into the Lord's hands. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Just so good. So good. so. If we examine yet another angle, because I know that there's a lot of people out there that you're just thinkers and you're looking for a justification on why you should forgive. And so many times we want to go outside of God, right? But if we're in Christ, the Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth out of whose mouth? out of the mouth of God right so if we're looking at every word that proceeds forth out of the mouth of God that means he's given us his word right and so we can examine his word we, we don't have to go anywhere so for people who are just wanting to just go places and maybe you want a word or you want different things you want this and you want that you know remember God has given us his word and remember, according to Isaiah 55:11, that his word goes forth and it accomplishes everything that he desired for it to accomplish. Right. And then forever, O Lord, your word is settled. So Amen. the word is accomplishing and the word is settled. Yes. Right. So we learn in the New Testament, under Jesus, we're under a new covenant, right? Because in John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So our job from that is we are to believe in Jesus, we will not perish, and we will have everlasting life when we look to Jesus, who is looking to the Father. And so what we're wanting to look at is there's two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So are we loving our neighbor as we love ourselves? And in doing so, are we doing an act that's pleasing to God? If we are to look to God and want to be pleasing to God and want to be pleasing to Jesus, well, God sent his son to help us in our sin while we were still yet sinners right so if you want to be pleasing to God you have to be following and believing in his son who he sent to love on us because God so loved us still it brings us back to the nature and the characteristic of God and Jesus Christ and what is love because if we're not loving someone that means we're not forgiving someone if you have love in your heart you're able to forgive. So we need to examine, all of us need to just set time aside and look at 1 Corinthians 13 and examine what love is. Amen. And so in 1 Corinthians, it says, if I can speak in the tongues of men and of angels. So we're going to pause right there. Already you are seeing that This right here, it's not talking to unbelievers. If you are speaking in tongues, that's talking to a believer. That's not talking to an unbeliever. That's talking to a believer. And then it says, but not have love. So if you can speak in tongues even, but not have love. So for this to even be in the Bible, that someone can speak in tongues and not have love this must be just dear to the lord's heart right because love is the greatest so for him to describe love in first corinthians 13 and already tell us if we're speaking in tongues of men and even of angels but not have love that reasoning intentional spiritual devotion such as is inspired by god's love for and in us i am only a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal So basically, if you don't have love, you're just making noise, right? Because that noise is ineffective in what God is wanting to do and establish on this earth. And remember in John 15, apart from God, we can do nothing. So if we're not performing God's will, then what are we doing? If we're not walking in the character and the nature of God, we're not walking in love, which is the most important. And we're not loving our neighbor, which is one of the two commandments. We can work it back any way that we want to. But either way, when it comes down to it, Nothing seems to justify through righteousness what Jesus already paid a price for and died for us for that we could not turn to our neighbor and do the same thing, right? Because Jesus is on the right hand side of the father interceding for us, even now for all the imperfectness that we do, right? But we're hidden in Christ, I'm going to talk about being hidden in Christ another episode because that that is just delicious to talk about, too.
0: We're getting towards the end of the program, actually, and it's it's such a great topic. There's so much to talk about. Who knows? We might even have a part three next week. I would just say to all of you today, we would both want to encourage you today to seek the Lord for his grace and help for you to be able to forgive one or more people. Maybe the Holy Spirit is bringing to your remembrance right now a person from the from the past, and you thought you had forgotten everything, but yet when you think about them in your heart, there's maybe something not, not totally at peace within yourself, and it's something that you have against them. It's something they did wrong against you, and you feel that you have a right to feel this way, but God wants to clean you of that. He wants you to let go and give it to him because he loves them like he loves you. And he wants to set them free from their behavior that caused you uh, this offense. But he also wants to set you free. You want to be out of this chain, surely. You don't want any more chains between you and people. You want to be idolizing Jesus, amen, and not focusing so much on other people, except when you're ministering to them and loving on them and loving as your neighbor, as yourself, like Catrice was saying earlier. So I pray today that you would seek the Lord with all your heart and you will find him, according to Jeremiah 33, verse 3. You call upon him, he, he will answer, and just seek him in the secret place. And in the meantime, we're going to say a very quick prayer. If you have healing needs in your body, a sickness, disease, whatever is going on there, it doesn't matter that we're thousands of miles apart. There is no distance in the spirit. Jesus's stripes have already paid for you to be healed right now on the spot when you're hearing our voice. And by faith, we believe that he's going to do it right now in Jesus name. Lord, we thank you right now. We speak life and wholeness over everybody's body from head to toe. We speak heart healing as well. And we command every bone, tendon, ligament, joint, and muscle to heal. We command glaucoma to be gone from eyes, blindness to be gone from the eyes. We command diabetes to be gone from the blood. We speak life in every cell in their body, and they shall live a long life. These precious souls that are listening today, they shall live a long life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so until next week, you have
1: a blessed week. Amen. Amen.